My name is Jamie Atkinson, founder of podcastclosing.com, and this show is built for six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts who are looking to grow and scale their customer acquisition using that show. If you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast and you want to get featured on this show to talk about your own podcast journey, go to top100interview.com. Now over to your glamorous host, Brittany Chaterbock, and don't forget to subscribe for daily interview content. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. My name is Jeff Mendelson, and this is the Six Figure Podcast Rebels podcast. My guest today is Vicki Helm. Vicki is a best-selling author, asset strategist, entrepreneur, and consultant who owns four companies and has written over 40 books. She is also an international speaker and the host of The Coffee Break Show. And what's really interesting about her journey is that she has so much stuff going on that in the pre-call today, we were even trying to figure out like, okay, are we here to talk about the book? Are we here to talk about the podcast? What are we here to talk about? And we had to sit there and define it. So you know that this is going to be a very, very interesting conversation today. Vicki, thank you so much for joining me and welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm actually looking forward to it and I'm really excited to be here. We had such a fun pre-call. I'm really excited to do the show with you. I am incredibly excited as well. Tell us a little bit about who you are, why you're so awesome, and how you got so many commas into that intro. Ah, uh, gosh, I, I don't know how I got so many commas into the intro, but I am a person who likes projects and opportunities. And, you know, any chance that I can level up my game or level up, I, I do. And so, that's how you end up with some commas after your name. And, you know, I have a lot of passion projects. You know, what's interesting about some of those projects is that, um, you know, they, they tend to encompass different, uh, you know, first of all, they serve different means, right. You know, they serve uh, distinct clients, you know, they do different things for you and your business. Tell us a little bit about how you feel about the different types of marketing you need to do for some of these, for some of these items, more specifically, what I'm looking for is your thoughts on organic marketing versus paid marketing for, you know, what kind of lead gens you use, things like that. How does that look in your world? You know, this is, this is such a great question and it's got so many answers because, you know, I do a little bit of both and a little bit of everything, but I think the most important thing about marketing first stop is how you express yourself in the world. It's the the one thing is, how do you get your message out? How do you authentically get your message out? Because what I noticed for me, Jeff, is that there's a lot of times where they want to paint you up to look like something so that you just look like something. And that doesn't make you, just because you're painted up to look like something, doesn't make you the thing. So what happens is, and the reason I like lives and podcasts, and I'll do them over and over and over and over again, is because there's a moment of authenticity where your message is reflected in the conversation you're having with someone. And they can meet you just like you're having a cup of coffee at a, at a coffee shop and you're talking to somebody. So the first thing is your message out of you has to be as authentic it's you, warts and all. It's not perfection. It's not glossed over, but it's you, warts and all. The second thing is, I think you need to do both. But if I said, 
a, a percentage of organic marketing to paid advertising, if we did both of those, then I would say you want to do at least 85% organic and maybe 10 to 15 uh, at doing paid advertising because the organic outreach is you talking to them where advertising is you kind of projecting out something to them. In the organic marketing, they get to meet you, know you, trust you, like you, and find out who you are. So in a ratio to that, I do 85% organic and maybe 10 to 15%, depending on the launch of what I'm doing, whether it's business or a book or whatever it is, it depends on the product I'm using. But I love organic reach a lot. I think it's the most powerful way to go. Amazing. Thank you so much for articulating that. What would you say is the biggest lesson you've learned in your podcasting journey? Okay, so how how transparent can we be? I mean, can we go I deep want you in to this be, conversation? I want you to be crystal transparent, right? Because I think- okay. because, No, but let me qualify that. I find that, um, you know, as marketers, you know, uh, I, I won't use the word exaggerate, but let's just say fluff up a little bit our credentials. Okay. You know, so yeah. it, we're all guilty of it at one time or another. Right. And it's very easy to throw a big number around. Right. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll give you an example. I'll be as transparent as you are on my other podcast. The one big tip I have interviewed over 300, um, over 300 entrepreneurs. Right. And you know, people would be like, oh my God, wow, that's a huge number. But it is dwarfed by some of the other people that, you know, in this industry, right? So mm-hmm. while mm-hmm. while I can impress some of the ladies with the 300, uh, with the 300 number, others would be like, bro, that's- Is that right. all? Yeah. yeah. Is that all? <laughs> like go back. To school, right? <laughs> and what happens is, you know, like it-, it, it Part of it comes down in, into the delivery, like, you know, how I talk about it, you know, what kind of gravitas I bring to, I bring to the table, but also it's, you know, it, I think it does demonstrate a little bit about um, the, you know, what aspects about our craft are important to me versus what's important to someone else. Right. So Joe Rogan, you know, he got, uh, what do you get, you know, 10, 11 figures to, you know, to be exclusive with Spotify you know, his, uh, you know, his gold standard is going to be much different than mine. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, um, and I think that's poignant and something to keep in mind. So that's the way I would qualify it. So yes, I would invite you to be just as transparent. Great. I'm going to be as transparent as possible. This is the thing. When you host a show, you become the intermediary between the value delivered to an audience and the exposure that you provide for somebody coming on your show. And both of these things need to be protected by the host, that middle thing. And you asked me, the question was, what have I learned over my amount of shows, et cetera? And what I've learned is that your goal, your job is to create a really great piece of marketing for this person that's here and to create really exceptional value over here. And I have a certain protocol that I use before I even get on a show. 
but I've had people on the show who have used, like you said, have fluffed up their resume. And then when they get on the show, they're not exactly who they are. And when your show starts gaining in, in uh, popularity, there is an expectation from your audience that is, you have to meet that expectation. And the expectation is that the consistency of your program, the quality of your guests are going to continue to be at this level or rising and it rises. So their expectation of value is huge. So I, I have always heard, um, let's see, I think it was Tim Ferriss who said, um, you know, the quality of your life is going to be equal to the amount of tough conversations you can have. And that's tough conversations where if it's not going well, I'll cut off the show. Um, my job is to protect my audience and to protect the credibility of the show as well. So if your fluffery comes on, I'll be like, hey, thank you very much for being here. See you later. Bye. I do it super politely. But there is a point where you have to understand the leadership path you are taking being the thought leader and the guide between the audience and the person here. Now, my goal when I get on every show is I want to make a really great piece of marketing material that really focuses. I want to, whoever the expert is, the person helping people help people, that's the person I want to help. And then my audience, I want to get back all the tons of wonderful reviews and accolades I get from people. Thank you for this show. It was really great. Those are the things that I have learned. My depth of field where I focus on is being the liaison between these two people here. And I love them both. I absolutely love my audience and I love being an interviewer as well. And I hope that answered your question as to the thing I've learned the most. It does. And I think it's really poignant the way you, the way you put it out there, because you are managing these different audiences. You know, one is the audience of one, the person who's right in front of you. And then there are the people who are, you know, who are listening and enjoying and consuming your content. And I think, you, you know, you can also take that a step further with, uh, you know, once the podcast is recorded and mastered, then that creates all these other additional opportunities to write a blog post about it, transcribe it, create yes. show notes, create audiograms, social yes. media, apps, the whole gamut, right? It makes you a content <clears throat> creation monster, you know, where yes. you can take just from a 20 minute conversation, you can make a thousand word blog posts easily, right? We mm -hmm. do that. We do that all day, every day, you know, for our yeah. clients. And what's interesting about it is that it really is, you know, like the ultimate networking tool because, you know, the, the example I always give is if I would have met you at a, you know, at some convention, I maybe would have gotten 90 seconds of your time and your business yeah. card if you still have one, right? Nope. Whereas now here we are talking for the, you know, for half an hour, an hour, whatever it is. And we get to know each other intimately. Like, you know, like, you know, already a lot more things about me. If you're, you know, if you see the video, she can see my background and all the, all the uh, Star Wars figures and Marvel figures I have behind me. And I get to see a little bit. <laughs> we of talked about that. Well, yeah. And what happens is, you know, it's like, oh, wow. You know, like, yeah, this guy's cool. You know, Miss Vicky, she's, you know, she's really awesome. You know, so that's really the, uh, that's really the crux, of, uh, the crux of it, you know, and that's one of the things that I really enjoy 
about being able to make these connections as well. Let me ask you something. What is your favorite way to get clients with your podcast? You know, I have to be really honest. I have an executive producer and they put a filter for my show where they have applications and stuff. I'm booked out over a year out for in advance for guests. And, um, you know, if I say, see somebody on Facebook and I see that they have a new book out and I want them as a guest because I really enjoy the book, then I will just reach out and say, Hey, you know, will you come and talk about your book on my show? And if I have to do a pre-recorded show, fine, but I really like the live interview and I like the live interview model because in a live interview, there's no, everything is authentic. So my shows are live. Everything's live. I go live. If something happens, it happens. But my audience is with me. I want them to be at the coffee table with me, just listening to the conversation or asking questions. And it's interactive when it's live. And I love that. Uh, but for me, if I'm asking somebody to do that, I'll squeeze them in. But I got to be honest, I have a host of people behind me and I feel very blessed and fortunate and um, when the guest is on with me, it's been vetted by three different areas before they get on the show. Amazing. You know, it's great that you have that whole system and process set up because then it really does increase the quality of the type of guests that you get, right? If you mm -hmm. just get, the, you know, like a bunch of people, you know, knocking on your door, you know, hey, can I be on your show? Can I be on your show? It's like, well, that yeah, happens all the time, doesn't it? It's kind of it as does. soon as they know you have an audience or a podcast then that's, you know, how do I get on it? Yeah. You definitely want to have a filter there so that there's quality. Yes. Amazing. Thank you so much for articulating that. Vicki, can you please let everyone know how they can find you online and how they can reach out to you directly? They'd like to learn more. Uh, VickiHelm.com and it's V-I-C-K-I-E, V-I-C-K-I-E Helm, H-E-L-M.com. There you go. There's where I am. Everything about me is there. <laughs> Amazing. Vicki, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been a lot of fun. I love nerding out on this stuff. So I really appreciate you taking the time. Thanks. Hey, everyone. I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com and then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.